right, so uh, what I had wanted to do is really do a quick recap, and forgive me, I'm going to read some of these slides, um, of what, when we look at the kingdom of God, what Pastor Mark has gone through and identified strategically, here is the things that we're looking at as it comes to the kingdom. So you can kind of read through those, and again, from my side, I'm not the, the strategic guy that he is. I'm the, ta the tactical, very simple, the Bible says that I go do. He blows me away with his teaching. I don't know that, that we really understand how truly blessed we are to have a man that, that to the level of teaching that he has. It challenges me and encourages me. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hit us with the tactical side. But you can see the kingdom, the different things that he's gone through. Um, some of the stuff that I want to highlight on this, again, is that the, the kingdom that we're going to look at is how God governs. And then the reality of it is me as a priest... Uh, serving him, us as the body of Christ in the church, the role that we play within that. If it is his kingdom and I'm subject to him, then I'm going to make sure that, that I am playing a part in the kingdom that he has and that it affects everybody, from the angels, the people, and the nations. And so really, as I go into this and I, as I did my learning, um, and the question that I would challenge us with is, what is expected of me? Is it, is it good enough you come in here on a Wednesday and that's it? Is it good enough you come in here on a Sunday and that's it? Is it good enough that you do a devotion with your family and that's it? We, we have skin in the game that God expects of us. And so we want to look and see, okay, God, how do you want to do it? Uh, so as he's doing the recap again, really neat and uh, recognition to, to Chris as we took a look at the tabernacle, as we took a look at the instruments within the tabernacle and understanding, um, again, that it really is us as priests. And this was a neat one because as I continue to go, I take notes every Wednesday. And I'll go back and I'll research and I'll send him text on Thursday morning. Hey, is this what you meant? Right? Because, because I needed to change my life. And understanding that we're a priest and a, a royal priesthood, then we have a part to play in God's kingdom. So here is uh, the piece that he went through again. The elaborate system of religious service will be known as the Levitical priesthood and will serve as God's kingdom government on earth. The priests are the ones that go out and do the actions, the dirty work within the temple, right? It was a bloody job, but it was the requirement that was necessary to ensure that, that Israel as a nation was following. And at the end of the day, the high priest is the one that did the atonement for our sins. So we, as priests, Bible tells me in 2 Peter, I'm a royal priesthood, peculiar people. You have work that you have to do. And so as I look at this, again, my desire in, in the kingdom of God is, here is how we need to operate to ensure that we have success in that. Um, this, this is a beautiful one as we sit here and look at this. At the end of the day, the war has always been about the priesthood. Okay? And, and that really resonated within me. Um, again, in 1 Peter 2.9, we're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation, a peculiar people. And, and in the kingdom where we operate... Everybody is subject to somebody, right? If it's God's kingdom and how God governs, then, then I'm subject to somebody. And, and th this is going to be the piece really that peeled the onion back for me as we go through this is that our success really comes to the place of, hey, I'm going to subject myself to what God wants me to do. So that, uh, as we would say, is the initial intro. Uh, the second one, I just asked him if I could throw this up. When I did my previous teaching on the kingdom of God, again, this is the tactical side where I look at it. 
hey, what is expected of me, Garth Yarnell, as the believer, as the son of, of, of God? What, what does he want me to do? I'm, I'm to pursue the kingdom. I'm to act like the kingdom is mine. The benchmark of my actions is love. My kingdom currency is faith. My gold standard is hope. And my kingdom transactions are obedience. Okay? And, and um, you all are going to hear a lot from me on the obedience expectation for you again. So if I'm a, a royal priest under King Jesus, then I am subject to somebody. And the question is, how does that affect you? Because the, that's the safest and the best place to be is when I'm surrendered under him, then I'm in line with his authority and I can rest knowing that, that he is my covering. I step out of subjecting to him and I step into doing it on my own and that's when I get it handed to me. So the, the, uh, the scriptures that we've been talking about, are, our main theme is out of Matthew 25, 34. The king will say to those on his right hand, come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared to you, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And I, I want to stop right here and say, in looking at this, and this is kind of what kicked us off from the get-go, and again, it blew me away, prepare from the foundation of the world. Inherit means that I get, a, I get to receive and I get to have what it is. As I spent more time looking at this, in Matthew 24, where it's at, Matthew 24 and 25, there are five parables that Jesus is talking about before he gets to the very last one where he says this. All of the parables deal with the diligence in expectation for the kingdom. Right? You've got the, the parable of the fig tree. You've got the good men of the house. And the good men of the house is always ready when he comes back. Right? He's diligent on that. The second one is the faithful servant who's doing what his master wants. The third one is the ten virgins. Five of them were diligent and they had the oil. Five of them were not. And the last one is the, the parable of the talents. I've got five, I've got two and one. And he's looking, he says, what are you doing with what I've given to you? And he finishes up as he goes through them and says, okay, when he's all done with the last one, we'll say to those on his right hand, come you blessed my father inherit the kingdom. I want to and I want you to be on the right hand. Guys, just because he says come to the right hand, you blessed the father, does not mean you're automatically on the right hand. There's a, le there's a left hand too, okay? The left hand is tied into that diligence of, am I ready when he comes? So again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just gonna try to listen and flow and I love you, so I want everybody to know that, but it, it's not enough to show up on Wednesday. I appreciate it. Amen, you beat everybody else here who didn't show up, but, but, that, but that's not enough. The showing up on Wednesday night get me to the right hand, right? And, and we, we need to be thinking critically about that. And again, the bad part is all the great people that are here, you're going you're to hear me preaching to you, but I, but I want you to consider that. If you get stuff Wednesday night that he blows you away and Holy Spirit says you need to take a look at that, you need to write it down and take a look at it. Otherwise, you're missing what he wants you to do. And so as we look at this again, he's talking to those on the right hand. You're blessed. You're inheriting it. There's a kingdom. The king has the rule. We got a subject to him, and he wants us to inherit it, and it's been ready from the beginning of the world. So here is, here's my first one as we get into it. God's kingdom operates as his government and his rule. As much as I would love to tell Jesus what I think, he's not asking Garth what his opinion is. Right? 
And, and, and that's a great place to start because you're all wonderful people. You're, you're probably very diligent and great in your business. You ain't God. And, and instead of, hey, can you do for me? Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Pastor preached, I think it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, when he said, you're on Jesus' journey. He's not on yours. Man, that kicked me in the teeth. Right? And so as we look at this, his government, his rule, it operates within his established order. But the good is that he expects you to operate and flow in daily victory. Otherwise, he wouldn't have told that joker that only had one talent, you know what, I'm taking it from you and giving it to somebody else. You all have incredible giftings and talents and abilities that I don't have that he's given to you, and he does not expect you to, to waste them sitting in these chairs. Right? And, and it's tough putt getting over our pride, but, but that's what he expects from us. So as we sit there and look at that, he, he wants something from me, and he wants it to be done in order, and he wants us to operate in his flow. So the fun part is let everything be done in order. As the, as the, the soldier in me, life is very easy. Easy to submit. There's a chain of command. I don't have any problem. Um, it's, it, that's just how my mind thinks. A lot of us think we have rights, right? Well, I don't really feel like doing it. I don't have to do that. And if, if it rules in order, we've got to execute what he tells us to do. So we're going to jump through Romans 13. And again, I remember after pastor preached his sermon, I was up that next morning praying. And, and man, I just sent him a text and I said, holy cow, let me tell you what I got. Because I end up fighting God a lot because I like to be in control. I'm, I'm a control freak, right? I want it done my way. I want to make sure it happens, right? I'm, I'm pretty diligent and good, but I screw it up when that happens. So right here, let every soul. Everybody say, I'm a soul. Everybody say, I'm subject to somebody. And, and let that one just sit there. Because I sat there and I was like, wow. And, and then, this, this is how my melon thinks. Well, Lord, but really the government isn't the way that it should do. So probably, I mean, I'm subject to them unless. But then he tells me I'm, I'm subject to everybody. For there's no power but of God, and the powers that are ordained of God. Whosoever resisteth the power resists the ordinance of God, and they that resist, resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Doesn't matter who's sitting in the Oval Office. You You submit. And I will tell you, as I've sat here and read through and done this, there is a protection and a coverage and a trust when I say, God, I trust you. I don't, I don't get it all. I don't understand it all. I struggle when I don't have answers. A lot easier for me than Pastor Mark. He's always saying, I want to know why. I don't have that problem at all, right? I just, all right, Lord, I'll submit. But it doesn't mean that I'm happy about it. And I find myself at times kicking against God or kicking against God-ordained authority because I'm not happy with what the answer is. When instead if I just shut my mouth and I said, I trust you, God's able to move. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay, right. Right? right? But you know what? When I get wrong, Carmelo, I don't mind letting you know exactly how I think and trying to get even. Right. And then I get a bellyache when something happens. And, and I am really at the place in my life, man, I've, I've screwed up ridiculously, to where I really am saying, God, I trust you. Amen. Right? You, 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 as a leader that's pretty good and you lose your job, God, I trust you. 
I trust you. And I am, I'm, and what's crazy is there's peace, which is wonky because it's not supposed to work that way, but it does. And so I want to encourage you because we're so attuned to the American way and we're so attuned to our Bible and we're so attuned to whatever it is, we think that we've got to get, and that's the exact opposite, you've got to subject. And boy, the flesh, you don't like that at all. At all. And it, and it is something where we are to sit down and say, all right, God, God I trust you. I'm going to flow in the order of what you want. It's your government. It's not mine. And get to that place. And, I mean, it preaches nice. We can say that a lot, right? Um, but the reality of it is we've got to walk that out to enjoy what God has planned most for us. This one, um, and I'm going to move around too close. This one I got uh, on Sunday. Pastor Ryan had said, hey, listen, we're going to do, we're going to do, or actually, Pastor Mark said before, we're going to do communion. We're going to do communion every day. So I encourage Lottie Dottie, everybody in here to do communion every day. And as we do it, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, right? Jesus died, which is crazy, right? Jesus died. I'm going to sit there and proclaim it. I, I want to back you up and make you think, how did he die? And then I'm going to make you read this or take a picture or you read it and let it really resonate. Jesus is our benchmark. Jesus is my standard. Jesus is my example. He was a man just like me, right? That's how I'm supposed to live. He prayed to the Father every day, Holy Ghost, right? I'm, I'm, I'm with you listening to the Holy Ghost. And as I look at this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took on him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even to death on the cross. If there's anybody who should never ever in his life have to humble himself, it'd be Jesus. And I got it. Love you, baby. I get a hard time when I got to stop and listen to Steph. But I got to do that, right? You can't, the Bible says we're supposed to submit one to another. I got a hard time submitting to my wife. Jesus emptied himself, said, I'll be the man. God, I'm going to show him how to do it. So as you take your communion, I, I want you to think about that. I, I praise the Lord for the broken body. I praise the Lord for the blood. By his stripes I'm healed. I'm holy, blameless, and without reproach, Colossians 1.22 says. But it's there because he humbled himself and said, Garth, you got to follow me. You, you want my kingdom to work in your life? Give up your own desires. Give up your own thoughts. Absolutely trust me. I'm not going to let you down. Baby, that's tough. Preach is good. James, it preaches good. It's hard. It's hard. And what's wonderful is God takes us to places to where we can get to be where it becomes a reality. Stephanie Lynn and our parents, my dad, her mom, stepped into glory last year. 2022 sucked. It's a terrible year. I'm not allowed to say it in the pulpit. I'm saying it anyways. I'm sorry. It did. My dad stepped into glory. And I was at a place where I had such peace that it was amazing. Right? I can trust him. Don't know if God had got me ready before that, but I could have said I could trust him. Jesus set the example and showed us as he humbled himself to death, I can trust him. I can surrender, I can yield, and I can do what I want. So there's my option A. Here's your option B in the order piece. 
For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. I want you to subject your body and purposely say, God, I yield everything I have, including my mind, to you. Because you can play the humble game and you can honor your wife and take care of your kids, but if your mind still has got you at a place where you're not there, then you're going to be warring in enmity, fighting against God. As we get to the kingdom of God, how's the kingdom of God, God's government going to work? It starts with me being submitted. Again, he goes, to, he goes to Genesis for everything. I go to Jesus. When I preach to my kid at school, I go to Jesus. What did Jesus do? And man, here's one. And, it, and again, it hit me. That second, or Philippians 2, 5. Have this mind in you. He empties himself out and he humbles himself. It would be, we, we could end the service right here if we all said, you know what? The next week, we're just going to humble ourselves and actually esteem other people higher than us. God, my opinion doesn't matter. My desires don't matter. What I want doesn't matter. Father, show me. You, show, you flex your muscles. Make, make Matthew 6 a reality, right? When he tells them, why are you, why are you about your clothes? Why are you worried about your food? I'll take care of everything. It preaches really good. David, man, that, that hit me today. I, I actually wrote down on my notes, make Matthew 6 a reality to where I get to the place where I'm so submitted to him, so humbled before him that I trust him, and then again, I'm in God's kingdom, right? And it, and it can't go against me because I'm trusting him at his word. So if I'm not, I'm carnally minded, we end up losing. So here's the thought. In the kingdom, submission ensures victory. <clears throat> submission it, it ensures victory. And again, it, it really goes back. And so again, I would, I would have you write down um, Philippians 2, 5 through 8, and go memorize those scriptures, read those scriptures. When you're, when you're taking communion, look at those. God, what is, Jesus, what was the mind that was in you? You're the king of glory. You're sitting in heaven, and you empty yourself to go down just because you trust the Father that much? Do you trust the Father that much? That's, that's a big one. And so when I submit to him, I give him the ability to where he can work in and through my life. He is, he is, he is calling us to hire. Let this Wednesday night be the challenge to you to call you to hire. We hear it from Pastor Mark on the pulpit, right? Maybe, maybe hire is, I call you to submission. I need you to trust me at my word, exactly what it says, and allow that to happen without intervening on your own behalf. And I do that a lot. I believe the Lord, amen, hallelujah. Father, listen, but I'm going to do this just in case you don't come through. And then you know what he does? He laughs. This, this is my thing. This is, how, this is how it works in my melon. I'm not doing nothing until you give up. Well, how can I trust you? I'm not doing nothing until you let go. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to let go. I'm not doing anything, right? And, and that's the kicker. We, 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 this joker right here, we bellyache a lot about what God does not do, and I'm not even willing to trust him. And, and I think he's not going to step up to the plate until you say, trust me. And what's amazing is when we get there, he shows out, and it's incredible. It's incredible. As we, as we look at his kingdom, 
in order for God's government, he expects you to submit, to trust him on where he's at. So here are my questions I go through. So how does, every, how does a believer consent and surrender to God's kingdom and ensure, excuse me, how does a believer consent and surrender to God's kingdom plans to ensure victory continually? Anybody want to guess what the next one is? Humility. I'm, I'm going to go back. You'll hear me say it a lot. Philippians 2, 5 through 8. If Jesus is your benchmark, then Jesus shows us exactly how we should behave and act. I can look at him daily as he's go, getting up early in the morning to pray him. I can look at the things and the supernatural miracles that he does. He said, I will submit myself in humility to death because your will is more important than mine. And, I, and, and when I say that out loud, guys, all I'm doing is, is convicting myself. I don't know the last time that I told the Father, your will is more important than mine. Right? We, all, we all got our side gigs, right? I don't know if he puts up with us. If I was God, I'd, I'd wipe you all out. You all a bunch of jokers. I, I would. I, I'm at least honest with myself. But in that honesty, I also say, man, I can trust more. He's faithful. And so as we look at humility as first and foremost, um, and as we look at that, again, here's the fun part on, on how I look at it. You know, well, can I measure my humility, right? If Jesus is the one standard and you all say, well, Jesus is too hard. He's Jesus. First off, I say, you silly berries, he's a man just like you are. So there should never be a, he's just Jesus. Same Holy Ghost lives inside of you. You ought to be able to listen, obey, and go and do. We just choose not to because we have free will, right? And, and, and all my failures are because of me, right? I, I'm my worst enemy. I'm the only joker I'm battling in here. I'm just pretty good. I can blame it on you guys, right? It has nothing to do with you guys. So it ought to be, all right, if we don't want to deal with Jesus as the benchmark, who do I go offer? Then I'll say, all right, I'll, I'll count on Peter, because he was always good for asking Jesus those questions that I would want to ask him. And he's like, whoop, I went the wrong way. He said, all right, well, who is the one that I got to measure off of humility? And we get that in Matthew 18, 1 through 4. At the same time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. And he said, verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so, you know what? This is the blessing, and this is how Holy Spirit corrects me. Teaching them be kids, they listen to every word I say. They believe, they believe everything I say. They do, they do, right? And I, I could tell them whatever, and they're like, amen. We, we got Joey two dreams. We got everything going on, right? And they just, and they eat it up because they trust me. They, and if I said, hey, you need to go tell your friends about Jesus, they go tell their friends about Jesus. Because they're, they're not affected by any silly experiences where, where you get your feelings hurt and now you're scared. All they know is, Mr. Garth told me to go tell him, and I better go do what he says. Well... It seemed like Jesus said, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. And we do a crap job at that. And that's the king of glory telling you that. If I step on your toes, good. I hope it hurts. I hope, it, I hope, it, I hope you at least have to say, he's a jerk. That's not true. And then I'd say, okay, let's, let's, let's go to the word. Let's go to Matthew 28 and see what Jesus said. And then you get the opportunity to say, no, I think he's wrong. 
And so our humility, right, if that's where my victory starts on where I'm at, and, he, and they say, who's the greatest? It's the little child. I, I want to call out, you got to be converted, okay? And you got to humble yourself. So as I look up the converted in my, in my Bible, uh, my blue letter Bible, it's absolutely turn yourself, act, choice, you have to change your mind. You have to change your mind. Isn't it funny that we read in, in Romans 8, 6, 7, and 8, the carnal mind is an enmity against God. You can read your Bible all you want, but until you surrender your mind to him, you're going to be fighting yourself and you'll be your own worst enemy. You'll be your own worst enemy. The kingdom's still going to be the kingdom. And the king, and he's done, hey, Jesus ain't coming back, dying on the cross again. It's already been done. The power's been there. It's all given away. The choice is yours. Change your mind, submit, be humble, or keep walking around that same stupid mountain you've been walking around. Right? And, and, and this is where one, where we've got to look at that, and man, there's, there's got to be something different. I, I, I'm tired of walking around the same silly, stupid mountain. I'm tired of reading the book of Acts and seeing signs and wonders and power. People's lives changed. Same, same Holy Ghost lives inside of them. I'm tired of that. Well, Gar's got to get to the point where I say, God, I give up then. And then he says, okay, son, get out of the way and let me go. Right? We're, we're fighting ourselves and we're fighting a battle. And we can come in here and get incredible preaching, understand the kingdom, understand a priest, understand it's about the priesthood, understand you have all of it. And if you walk out that door and you're not humble and you're not willing to change your mind, you're going to get it handed to you. And, and, and you do a disservice to Jesus and the price that he paid. And, and God wants more. He's the biggest cheerleader there is. Garth, trust me, trust me. Oh, Lord, I really don't know how it's going to work. I got to have a little bit more money in the bank account before I, before I trust you that much. I mean, I'm going to sell out when I get this much. Right? Come on, man, we're better than that. We're better than that. So as we look at the humility as a sign of conversion, the turning over of the self and the mind, and then we're going to get to where it is, in total dependence on God and his word. This is the first step in walking in kingdom victory and inherit, inheriting all that God has for me. I, I'll tell you what, guys, and, and my beautiful bride can, can uh, attest. Praise the Lord, I know the word very well, but I can be a butthead. I can... Uh, Sorry, I, I, I cannot be humble. I cannot be gentle. And there are things that don't go my way. And whose fault is it? This cat's, right? He says, Here's, here is what I expect of you. I need you to trust me and obey me, right? I need your mind. I want total dependence. I, I, I'll tell you what. We take over the United States if the people in this room sold out to total dependence. Because if, if for funsies, and we all wanted to raise our hands, and I said, who in here is totally dependent on Jesus? I don't know that there would be some people. I'd throw you a grace card. Maybe these two. Maybe these three, right? But, but when I say total dependence, I mean everything. I mean, I, I can't get offended. Jesus should be your benchmark. And I, when I read my Bible, I talk to him, and I say, God, how did you put up with these people? what idiots they are. Right. I'd have been smoking hot. I'd have killed them. 
Jesus just walks in a love and a grace and a love and a grace. I want to be totally dependent on him to that, to where if he says, hey, I, I need you to now go all the way to death and you're not allowed to say nothing. You be silent, you say thank you very much when you're done. And that's tough. That's where our victory lies and I, I trust you that much and I will go do all those things for you. If God wants me to win in his kingdom created for me from the foundation of the world, it's easy. I simply must learn to trust him. Trust him. I have to be converted and say I surrender. And God, this is a, you know, it's, it's a great message. Again, I love it. But at the end of the day, it's just simple. Hey, Lord, I surrender. I trust you. I trust you. And in that, I'm going to be humble to what you say. I'm going to love people like you love people. I'm going to go do what you would want me to do. And so as we, as we look at him and trusting him, the rest of these are going to kind of go through how it is that I look at how he needs me to behave. Um, so again, in Luke 18, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever shall receive the kingdom of God as a little child, or whoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, shall in no wise enter therein. Your mindset on what you're doing, how you're serving it has to be a humble, and I looked up the humble in, the, in my blue letter Bible. Again, it is a surrender to him. I'm purposely surrendering as a little child. I think of my kids where they're at. And so here's a fun one. How many people have got, got kids or have people that you take care of, right? How many of you have ever said, hey, Hunter, do you know if I got enough money to pay the rent this month? Is that a part of the conversation, Bart? No. That ain't none of the conversation, right? It's not enough money to get your clothes, to get your food, and yet your kids just trust you, Bart's going to take care of me. He's my dad, right? He's my dad. When, when do we start treating God like that? When do I just get to, because I sure come to him a lot, hey, Father, where's this money coming from? I will tell you none of my kids have ever come to me and said, hey, Dad, where's the rent money going to come from this week? That's, that's crazy talk, Right? And so, is my Heavenly Father not better than that? And, and I struggle in saying, hey, hey, I trust you. I trust you. Guys, I want to encourage you. The kingdom is about his government, how he governs. I'm subject to him. When I fall in line under him, everything flows. If I kick against it and I fight against it and I murmur and I backbite, I hinder the operation of God in my life, because he says, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And, and, and you need to listen and know and understand that. So the, uh, the second one that we got, the first one is, is humility is first and foremost. The second one on how we look at it, kingdom of God does not operate on addition, right? It operates on a multiplication of grace and peace. That's a huda bashada moment. Everybody ought to be amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah. I need more grace and peace. Raise your hand up, you need more grace and peace. Amen. Oh, by the way, it can be multiplied, right? So here's, here's where the, the fun part gets excited, and we're going to cheer and yell. It's multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. How do I get the knowledge of God? How do I get it? I get it from Holy Ghost. How else do I get it? I read my Bible. I, I would love to say, and we can do funsies again, how many of you guide read your Bible every day? 
Now, this crowd may be the ones that they all say that. But I, I, just, I just gave you the answer. Greece, Greece. Grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According to his divine power, he's given us all things. But I, but I, but I got to be in the word. Can't be on TV and Hunter Biden, that Yahoo, whatever he's doing with Joe's Corvette, right? Because all y'all probably tell me more about that than you tell me where some scriptures are. I, 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 amen. I, I purposely got to turn the TV off, right? Lord, I, I need you. I need your help. I need you to move in and through my life. Multiplication works through knowledge. If you don't, this is an if then. If you don't have the knowledge, going to be tough to get multiplication. Right? Me and my beautiful bride have six kids. Those of you guys that kids or whatever, right? There are days when I can tell when I get smoking hot, and those are the days when I'm not prayed up and not reading my Bible. How can I expect grace and peace to be working if I'm not in his word doing what he says? Uh, he goes on to 1 Peter, Wherefore I would not be negligent to put you in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the truth. Peter does a great job of saying, hey, here's where it comes from. Let me tell you about the promises that you have. I would be wrong. So here, guys, amen, thank you, Lord. This is proof positive I'm not in the wrong telling you you need to read your Bible. I would be negligent if I didn't tell you you need to be in your Bible every day reading your word and getting grace and peace multiplied. You ought, you ought to be saying, brother, you better be telling us to read our Bible. That's what it says. He, he did that, to put them in remembrance of these things. Amen. He put them, and he told them that, because knowledge is the key. And I'm not talking secular knowledge, right? My biblical knowledge, my God, my God knowledge. What do I know about the word of God? That is my key to ensuring the victory that I have. Again, I'm not doubting anybody in here is a, a wonderful person, very kind-hearted, gracious and merciful. But if, if, if your bullet is empty when the devil's kicking your can, you're reaping what you sowed. The knowledge to stop him comes from the word of God, from the promises of God. And, and again, let this, let this encourage you, because write all these down to refute me, right? But let it encourage you to get to a place to where I've got to know what the word of God says. At school, the kids love it because I just, I'll say, all right, guys, what's in your guns? And I make them give me answers. They're sick, right? You're sick. Give me a promise. And they got nothing. I'm, you're sick. And I'm just blowing them all away. And then I give them all, because I can do that with the kids, David, right? And they, they like it when I shoot them. And I was like, and, and then I'll get on them. I'll be, like, be like, come on. You're better than this. You're better than this. It is, it is not the time for you when you're dealing with a, a parent passing, when you're dealing with a sick grandkid to go, uh-oh, God, how's your kingdom work? Right. How does that work? And you, you just, you ought to be looking for a fight 24-7. Man, I got a whole bunch I want to take back from the devil, right? None, and he's got to pay back seven times when I catch him. So knowledge is the key. What you don't know can destroy you. This is one of my verses that I, that I use with everybody, Right? This isn't, this isn't uh, I mean, it is Hosea speaking, but it's also God speaking to his people. My people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you. Words used 19 times. I will cut you off. I will cease to know you. 
God expects you. We started off, what's expected of me? God expects you to read your Bible, you silly, lazy thing. There ain't nothing in your, in your world. And Stephanie's going to be like, you were so mean to those people. So everybody go tell her, everybody go tell her at the end that he did really good. Um, there, there is Because I, I tell my kids at school, right? Let me see your phone. I can flip to it, and, and I now know how to look and see how much time you spent on Facebook. How much time you spent on social media? Mr. Why, I didn't have time to read my Bible. Let me have your phone. And then they can say, uh, no. Right? But, but that, that applies to me too. I have to be aware of, of what's expected of me. Yes. Guys, and I, and I don't say it to step on your toes. I don't say it to be mean. God, I want you to be champions. I want everybody in here to receive what Jesus paid for. I would love to get you there, grace and mercy. I'd love to get you there, kick you in the butt. But I want to get you there. I don't, I don't know the buttons. Dustin's the touchy-feely one. Him and Sam, I'm the kind of in your, I'm, I'm the in-your-face guy, right? However you get there, I don't care. Get there. It's, it, and the kicker, though, is, is that it's got to be an individual choice. Eventually, you're going to get tired in the kingdom of it getting handed to you, and you're going to go and look and say, okay, God, I didn't know these promises. I need to know what your word says. I'm tired of, of getting uh, destroyed for my lack of knowledge. In Ephesians 1.17 uh, this is something I would encourage everybody to pray. Paul prayed this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. God wants you to have it. Jesus paid a price for you to have it. His kingdom operates on knowledge. Grace and peace is multiplied. You have to know that. Um, the last one, Colossians 1.10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. For everybody that's in here, this should be our challenge, and write this down, whatever today's date is, the 18th, 19th. You ought to have more knowledge of God next year than you do this year at this time. Make it, make it an effort. Man, I want to have more knowledge of God next month than I do this month. I, I want to learn four promises of what God has for me. We walk in victory when we know his word, when we know his promises to us. Um, leading into number three. First one, humility. The second one, operate in a multiplication of grace and peace. This comes through his knowledge. Uh, the third one is know his promises. The Bible says that he, that he hastens his word to perform it. I think it's Jeremiah 1.12. Uh, he watches over his word. I know, first, or excuse me, 2 Peter 1.4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. I got to trust him so much that I trust his word that no matter what I'm facing, his word that he gave me is the answer. Amen. Amen. It, it, it is, we have so many promises. The next one up here is 2 Corinthians 1.20. All the promises in him are yea and amen. Guys, you, you ought to, and for funsies, do this yourself. Right on, on the back, right down on the back, here are five things that I know. Do, do I know that by his stripes I'm healed? Do I know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper? Do I know that, beloved, I wish above all things that you would be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers? Do I know that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world? Do I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? 
Do I know that four by thee I shall run through a troop and leap over a wall? Do I know that Deuteronomy 28, you'll be blessed going in, blessed going out. You're the head, not the tail. You're above only, not beneath. Everything you put your hand to, it shall prosper. Everywhere you walk, you possess the good of the land. If you don't know that, you're, you're going to experience the things that God does not want you to experience. His promises are critical. If I'm going to be successful, i got to submit. i got to humble myself. i got to understand the multiplication of grace and peace. I have to know his promises are for me. It's for you. It didn't stop when Jesus died. It's a living book that we have. It applies to all of us. You, and you need to make it a point, right? John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Jesus, I'm expecting you to talk to me. You said it. Period. We, we, everybody should be able to get up here and teach because we all have different giftings. But to, to say, no, 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 that's not me or I don't know it that good let that be an indication of where you're at and where you need to achieve to, right? You, you, don't, you don't have to be the butthead, right? I, I want to be like David. I want to be like Sam. I want to be like Dustin. I want to be like Bart. There's a grace side. Pastor Mark gave me a great word. I got the, you know, it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I got the Father side. Thus saith the Lord in your face, right? It's that, that gracey Holy Spirit and Jesus side that I got to continue to work on. But I get that when I, when I see, oh, he humbled himself. That's a tough pot. But I want to I wanna rule and reign. And that's what he expects. And so, so I then have to go back and examine yourself to see whether you're not in the faith. I think 2 Corinthians 13, 5 or 13, 8. And, and I have to continue to look at myself and Jesus is the benchmark. All right, Holy Ghost, there's now therefore no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. I'm going to come at it again. Your mercies are renewed every day. We want to be walking in victory with him every day. Already hit this one. All the promises of God are in him. Yea, and in him, amen. I'm going to go real fast because I don't know what time we're supposed to end at, so I'm sorry. Um, and this is, this is one of my favorites. This is, one of my, this is a stand-up favorite. Oh, okay, amen. So this is, this is a stand-up favorite. So I quote this one to my kids at school because I have a lot of fun because if you don't know the word, you're, uh, I'll say this loosely, Lord, forgive me. It's not that you don't get your prayers answered. It's just, the reason why I speak Bible is because he watches over his word to perform it. His word doesn't return void. This Yahoo's does. So when I pray, and it's not to, to be long-winded prayers, it's, Father, I know your word and I trust you. 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we have the petitions that we've desired of him. I, I, I try to line up with that as much as I can when I pray. God, you said, right? And so I'm trying to pray from a place of faith, praying from a place of there is victory that you paid for and you're worth that much. You expect me to know your word. I want to hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. And, and, but, it's, but it's not just for me. It's, it is for all of us. His promises, it, it's disappointing at times in the church where we, we say, well, he just knows the Bible really good. Well, you silly thing, it didn't supernaturally manifest. I had a study to show myself approved. It, it takes time. But what's cool is Holy Ghost is gracious. And he helps. And he's patient. And so as I look at the, the promises, this is what I need. So as we get ready, again, I'm not the, as you guys can see, I'm not the 
strategic guy, Pastor Marcus, little, little, little tactical side. Here's what we're going to do. You humble yourself. That's easy. Somebody else gets to go before you in everything. I operate my multiplication. Remember, that's tied into the knowledge of God. I need my grace and peace. Therefore, I need to read the word, which is great, because the more I learn about him, the more I love him, the more that I want to be more like him. I've got to know his promises. I have to know the promises. It is written. Jesus set my example when he fought the devil. It is written. They, they, that, that's, there you go. Jesus did it. Now you go do it. Simple. That's, that's why we, we do it. The last one, and so this is a fun one, as I went through this and as I was sharing with Pastor Mark, the last one is you have to be willing to consent. You play an active role in the victory. Jesus did it all. He's waiting for you to step up to the plate. You, you have to yield. You have to say, hey, I'm available. Right? Isaiah said, here I am, so send I. Right? Well, you know, he's, he's Isaiah 6, he's looking for somebody. Whom shall I send? Who will go? Here I am. Send me. Right? God is looking for every one of you in your workplaces. Man, just, just lead out with a simple blessed and highly favored. It'll upset some people. I'd say that to David. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke, we'll share it afterwards. But give, give him an opening. You go to work and you shut your mouth and you do nothing. You, you are not giving God any glory. Forgive me, I, I may be offending people. You're not, right? I, you need to be available, right? How you doing? Man, God's good. There's an entryway. They might say, I don't believe in God, and then you get to have fun, and you, and you get to go toe-to-toe, Right? Uh, or I'm blessed and highly favored. Well, why are you blessed and highly favored? Man, because Jesus died for me. And he loves me. I, I'm getting ready to, to lead out with the, I am holy, blameless, and without reproach. I'm going to turn harvester on its end. Could you, could you imagine if somebody said, somebody said, how you doing? I'm holy, blameless, without reproach. Boy, they'd be throwing tomatoes at me. Well, I'm sorry, I'm just saying what the Bible said. Somebody open up Colossians 1.22 and look and see. You are holy and blameless and without reproach. You, you, you got to be willing, though, to read and to be available. So as I look at consenting in my victory, here's my one, and this is one that I love. Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Obedient is easy, right? Shoot, man, even little privates in the army can be obedient. Willing is I have to yield to what you want me to do. There's an underlying theme of, of humility. Yes, Ray, I'm willing and obedient. If, if you need me to go help you, I'll help you. Right? And, and that is big. I, I spent a, a Sunday after church because I really got to where we have to be available to him. Obedience is easy, right? I think 1 Samuel 15, 22, right? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. But the second part is, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Again, obedience is easy. The hearkening, I gotta listen. Wait, what, what'd you say? I didn't hear you. I gotta lean in. I have to put away my busy mind, stop, and listen to what you want. To be successful, victorious in the kingdom of God, as I humble myself, as I'm operating in, in multiplication, as I know his promises, I say, God, whew, man, 
Yes, it's tough because the flesh doesn't want to do half of what you're asked to do. Shoot, man, it doesn't even want to do seven. My flesh doesn't want to do seven eighths. You guys are probably all like, hey, I'll do whatever he says. I'd be like, you know, I really don't. You know, I, I quit saying in my lead. Mrs. Miss Jennifer, uh, Mr. Garth, will you go? Whatever, what do you need me to do? I'll go do it, right? It, it, I, I do, I do. Wh whatever you want, I'll go do it, right? Because, do I feel like doing that? No. No. I don't, I don't know if Jesus felt like going to the cross. Don't know if he felt like taking the whips. Don't know if he felt like shedding his blood. Don't know if he felt like, go ahead, put the crown of thorns on me deeper. And she asked me to help out in Camp Numa. What am I going to do? Uh, mm, uh, stop. Right now, you got to ask everybody to sign up because we got them, right? <laughs> Amen. But, but, but that's, that's what I want you to look at. To be willing, you play an active role. Because I can just as quickly turn on my Facebook and start scrolling through than I can read my Bible, paying attention to nothing, and then wonder why life kicks me in the teeth. I don't understand. Oh, my goodness. Why isn't it going my way? Because I've already shown where my priorities are at as I go through that. To be willing is to consent and to yield to. As we get ready for his, his kingdom to operate in our lives... As we surrender our lives to what he wants, I have to be a willing vessel. He needs me to play a, crazy. He needs me to play a, play a role. He, he does. He needs you at your work. Come up with the two words, whatever it is. Man, God's good. Or get froggy. Just tell them you're holy, blameless, and without reproach. Right? And, and see how they respond. Somebody says, what do you think? I don't know. Let's go to church. Let's find out. They, they, they're, not, they're not busting down the stinking doors. Would love for it to happen, but he needs our feet to go out there and walk and tell them. Our voices to speak. Our hands to pray. Our hugs to give. I have to be willing to yield to him because I'm subject to him. God, I trust you so much. Even if I don't like to do it, I'm going to do it. Because you set the example. Jesus, you showed me exactly what you expected. In God's government, he requires my active participation, and that is accomplished when I yield to him. I don't, I don't know, and, and hopefully in, in going through tonight, something's popped in your mind, right? Again, I, I want to say thank you very much for showing up here. Because I can believe it's a struggle. Pastor Mark ain't here. Who's that Yahoo? I don't know if I'm going to listen to him, right? But you showed up. As Holy Spirit speaks to you, whether it be, man, God, I just got to gotta figure out how I can subject within my household on how I can honor you, right? I'm not, I'm not asking you to give all your money. I'm not telling you to go sell your cars. I'm not, I, I want you to hear what he says. It could be as simple as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear different shoes. Boss told me that I got to wear... Boss told me that I could wear whatever shoes. I don't like it, but I'm going to submit to his authority because God can't bless me if I'm in rebellion to my manager. That's, the, that's a subject to the higher powers. And that's a tough putt at times because I was one of those Yahoo managers, right? And so if they come, God can't, God can't intervene until you say, Lord, I submit. I need you to, I, 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 I need you. What a great place to be.
I need you. I need you at my job. I need you in my family, right? Father, I, I need you. I'm, try, I'm trying everything I can with my kids. I, get, I give up, right? Enjoy the cry. Enjoy that you are yielding to him now as you say, exhale, cry, pray in tongues. Lord, I trust you. Man, that's got to give him a lot of pleasure. Amen. I've been waiting for that, God. Watch what I can do. When we fight in our own fights, you stop the power of God. You stop his government from going forward because of your pride, because you're not willing to subject yourself, because you're not willing to submit. Or it could be just something as simple as, hey, I need you to yield and hear me. I need you to yield and hear me. I got one more slide after this one. This is that second, or excuse me, this is the Philippians 2, 5 through 8 again. I spent, this June, I kid you not, I just, I spent hours in just closing my eyes. So guys, if, if you're taking your communion, I purposely, not only do I have my, my wine and my bread, and again, what, what I do, this is what I do, I take my bread, right, his body that's broken for me, I'll touch my eyes, I'll touch my back, I touch my, right, because by his stripes I was healed, so I'm physically contact of my faith. Um, I put it in the wine, the blood, thank you, Father, I'm holy, blameless. God, that's amazing. I see the blood on his body, and then I stop and I think, he humbled himself to death. God, I got enough trouble taking the trash out to death. Lord, I need to get to a place to where I'll do whatever you say. Whatever you say, I'll do it. Jesus set that example, and he is the champion of champions. God's plan was so radical, right? They wouldn't have killed him if they knew what his plan was. But because of utter obedience and submission to God's authority and power, he's able to do that. He wants to do the same in our lives. And, man, I'm, I'm first tell you, it, it's hard. I, you ask my wife, man, I, I, I struggle with it. But I, but I trust him enough that I'm beginning to make a little bit of ground. I need his kingdom reigning in my life now. I need victory now. In order for that to happen, I have to change my mind to where everything is subject to his power, and I have to submit to that. So as we look at that, Highlight it in your Bible, humble in yourself, understanding it. This is my last slide. So to experience God's kingdom, his government power, offered for me to participate and walk in, I must humble myself, consent to partner with him in his word and in his wisdom. Guys, you can all do it. We, we can all do it. We perfect, the Bible says, the man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We need to start thinking, I can do this and I'm going to see God move. And then I start choosing to act that way. Jesus showed him everything, taught him everything, and walked it out. We can do those same things. Let's go ahead and pray.